What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Sift Pop Spoilers. Sift Pop Spoilers. Sift Pop Spoilers. <laughs> Sift Pop Spoilers. Sift Pop Spoilers. Sift Pop Spoilers. Charge! We are again joined sorry, by... Sorry, Aaron. I started talking. No, you're fine. What were you going to say? I was going to say every Friday after our show, we record our spoilers. That's right. And we're joined once again by Andrew from Flick Freaks, I'm who was with here. us for the podcast here. proper. Here I am. And uh, this is a, kind of a layback way to kind of get a little more detailed in case you don't care about spoilers. Or maybe you've seen it and, you know, kind of wanted to hear what we thought about some of the specific stuff that happens in the movie. And, of course, we're talking Pan and the origin story of Peter Pan and Captain Hook and Tiger Lily and Smee and all those peoples. We're going to jump right into the spoilers with Peter Pan... He is an orphan in London, mm-hmm. and there is this really interesting situation where uh, the children are being basically taken out of this uh, out of the uh, orphanage through the ceiling by suspended pirates <laughs> uh, at one point in time. And so, I guess what's happening is that Blackbeard's the nuns minions. are being paid off by Blackbeard to take the children and use them in the mines in of Neverland. Neverland. So Blackbeard is basically controlling Neverland. He is the the guy at the top of the food chain and there are what like thousands and thousands yeah. of these orphans of all ages taken from all over the world that he is using to uh, mine for Pixum, which and is pixie dust. When the flying ship arrives to drop off the children that have been kidnapped, let's just go ahead and say what song they are singing. <laughs> They're singing Entertain Us from Nirvana. Nirvana. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, they all know what? it word for word. We went yeah. we went from World War II to grunge rock from the 90s. It was a very interesting transition. It's a glorious scene. And then they start singing the Ramones. They mm-hmm. they do. They sing the Ramones as well. Were which, those the only two? Was um, there a third song? I think there was a third, but I couldn't. I didn't really catch what it yeah, was. Yeah, it seems to me there was a third song that, that I they couldn't were singing identify in either. The tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before they all exploded into powder. Yeah, 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 for sure. There was a third song. I just can't remember what it was. But it had those uh, anachronistic song choices, you know, songs from, you know, the, their future. So it's described and explained by Blackbeard that this mine is to find Pixie, uh, Pixum, which is, it looks like um, crystal. Mm-hmm. And inside the crystal is contained Pixie magic. 
And we learn that he is basically keeping himself alive forever by huffing through a special device, mm-hmm. the Pixum dust, to keep himself young. So you kind of see Blackbeard in several states of digress. You know, you kind of see his eyes really black and kind of like he's getting old. And then when he goes to rejuvenate, he looks just like this wizened, old, creepy man. And then he puts this mask on, inhales the dust, and he's young and fresh again. Which kind of makes sense as to his speech that he gives at one point in time. Once they discover that Peter Pan can fly, they um, have this inter- this exchange where he's saying that Neverland is the place uh, where it's the dream, that deep dream you can never wake from. And that there's a heaviness to never being able to wake up. And do you know what that really is? It's death. And so you have this really deep sense that he's in a lot of, like he's been around for a really, really long time. Mm -hmm. And he says, have you come to kill me? Because there's a prophecy about this boy returning to Neverland who can fly. And you can see in Hugh Jackman's performance and in Blackbeard that he kind of wants to die. He's sort of like, there's part of him that's had that sort of like release feel to it. <laughs> there's a longing for it in some ways. Yeah. And he wasn't feeling very well at the time. His eyes were kind of like, they had a lot of bags under the eyes. And then, but after he gets his pixum dust, you know, he's back to his chipper, you know, young self. And um, so that's kind of the the premise of the, the start of the movie. I think it's important to mention too, that Peter doesn't know he can fly that it's an accidental discovery. He's kicked off for, you know, uh, punishment for something he didn't do. He walks the plank, and before he hits the ground, he floats. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, this kid can fly. So it's not like something, like, that he meant to do or he knew he could do. That was actually a part of the movie I kind of struggled with story-wise, which is... How did he come to terms how, yeah, with how being how able did he to fly? Float? Yeah. If he didn't know, thoughts. But mm-hmm. if he didn't know about it, and he didn't... No, to do it. I when, mean, when Blackbeard kicks him off, he says, think, think happy, happy thoughts. thoughts. And so I thought that was going to have a payoff. But it didn't. But well, it didn't have a payoff. Well, he's, he he's never has a revelation. About his mom or something like but that. they never but talk they never... about that. Even when he flies later on. Um, and when he flies again later in the movie, in fact, he only flies one more time that we see kind of because he's afraid of heights and doesn't know how to just make himself fly. He is doing that to save, to save Captain Hook. Uh, or I wish they James Hook, I guess, at this point. Should have let him fall. so so he goes to save him and but again i thought maybe he would be like he would have some kind of a revelation as to why he could fly but there there was never you know a payoff for that and and i thought the other reason is i i always thought in the original stories that it was a combination of pixie dust and thinking happy thoughts they did for peter it's not for peter it's not and i don't even know that it was in the original Uh, yeah it's not it's not really ever so so i that's i don't know how peter flies and so i I, i'm maybe i'm wishing they would have well, he Explain flies because he's a hybrid human pixie. Right. But if he doesn't know how to do it. Spoiler. <laughs> yes. That is kind of the, the key element of what happens in his story. So he is in the mine with Captain Hook. That's actually where they end up meeting with James Hook. James Hook is also in the mine. And when James Hook sees Peter fly, he decides to break him out and use his ability to fly to escape from this prison, get on a ship and get out. Did you find so, it weird that the tool that he always likes to use is his hook? That's another one of those references where it's like... I missed it. Oh, did you? Yeah. Like the tool is like one of those hooks you grip. Oh, I didn't even... He used I, that to break I didn't through even stuff notice. or in that kind of stuff. And it was just like foreshadowing that again feels a yeah. little forced to me. But I kind of liked it. Yeah. I actually kind of liked all that stuff. Yeah. When they escape... Um, oh, actually, I, I guess we should also say that during the conversation between Blackbeard and Peter, Blackbeard explains to Peter... His, you know, that there was a prophecy and all this stuff. So when they escape 
together hooks me and uh, Peter. Peter wants to find his mom. He believes that because of a note that she had left him that there's a possibility she's on this island and he believes that James is going to help him get there. The hook is going to help him to, to kind of get there. So they, uh, one of the things that Blackbeard had mentioned was that he was going to lead a revolt with the warriors. They get a map, they go to the warriors. This is where they meet tiger Lily and that whole crew. Um, while they're there is when Peter really learns the first part of his story, which is, uh, that there was a big fight between Blackbeard and all of his men and the fairy kingdom and the fairy kingdom, uh, he destroyed it. He destroyed all of the fairies. And so therefore there was no more pixie dust to be had. And there was, so that's why they have to mine so much to keep, you know, to keep him alive. Um, but all the fairies actually flew to a secret location. have been living in secret until the great pan returns. Mm-hmm. So he learns more about that and is told his mom is there. Um, there's a big fight between the pirates uh, when they kind of come. And there's like this moment where, the pirates come and they fight the warriors. What did you guys think of that scene? That's one of my f- Where they exploded favorite. into blue and yellow dust. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, what? I thought that was really interesting. That was one of my favorite ways to show trauma in a kid's film. Because mm-hmm. whenever they get shot... I thought it was a cop-out. Yeah? Yeah. They all exploded into like this. It's kind of like the dust that you see on you the this. color run, you know. When yeah, the, it was color run. It was color yeah, run. It dust. was. It was exactly. Uh, I'll tell you this. I didn't. I didn't understand until just now that that was them dying. Are you serious? I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't catch that. I did. I. It's. It's that far away from reality oh. that that I just. I. I didn't realize that that's what they were saying. Yeah. That they exploded into dust. Yeah. So whenever huh. the natives, what we're saying is whatever the natives in the movie, whenever they die. They just explode into poof, just dust. Really bright, colorful dust. Mm-hmm. I remember when, when because the, one of the key moments is when Blackbeard kills the, the native leader, leader yeah. and then Tiger Lily is now their leader. Yeah. Uh, and I remember there was a poof of dust from like underneath where Pan was watching or Hook was watching or somebody was watching. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was just, and I, I didn't catch that that's what had happened. I thought they just had like, you know, they threw a dust bomb or something. Yeah. Uh, I thought I liked it. It kind of reminded me of of Hook, you know, with the whole like really colorful food fight kind of a thing, you know. It's probably not the movie's fault. It's probably my own stupidity's fault. I'm telling you that you know that's that's on me, not them necessarily. But I just I didn't catch that. It, that scene was forced in a lot of ways because they have to give some information. They have to try to get Peter Pan, this kid, you know, to the fairy kingdom because that's the whole thing is trying to like fulfill mm-hmm. this prophecy. So they're trying to kind of move the story in that direction to its the movie's climax, which is when. You know, Hook goes to the fairy kingdom, and everybody's at the fairy kingdom. And of course, I'm not not, not Hook. Um, Blackbeard. Blackbeard's gonna try to like kill them all. You know, this is this is the climax of the film. Is both Peter having a moment where he realizes that he's you know this princeling. Um, he also discovers from them that uh, in this great battle of the past between Blackbeard and the fairies, that there was a fairy who fell in love with a human girl, and the human girl was actually Blackbeard's girlfriend. And uh, so, was it his girlfriend or the girl he wanted to be his girlfriend? I don't know. I think they were together. I, it said I, it gave the impression that Blackbeard was dating this woman. Or, okay. Like, yeah. And who's the dad? Was, and she was being visited by a fairy. The who's, prince fairy. Who's the prince fairy? Just the, generic. Just a generic. Yeah. Never, never really revealed okay. itself. Which okay. I thought was also so. The movie is very much about a mother relationship, which is a lot of a throwback to Peter Pan. That whole. Mm-hmm. the whole thing because it's always about like motherless and orphans and things like that's kind of like the feel of, of all that so I, under- I understood that but 
they really downplayed the whole like your dad's a fairy prince you so know? the threesome we have that are on their way to the fairy kingdom are peter pan james hook who just who just found out that he is half fairy half human Peter did. Yeah. Yeah. And James Hook's there and uh, Tiger Lily. That and threesome. Hook found a ship, got it floating. He wants to leave. He returns back to kind of save the day. And Tiger Lily has also been captured. Two relationships are developing between Hook and Pan. It's almost like a older brother, younger brother type relationship that I think they're supposed to be developing. Mm-hmm. And between Hook and Tiger Lily, which is supposed to be a romantic relationship that they're developing. Totally failed. I didn't buy either of those relationships. No. I didn't buy the relationship between Pan and Hook, and I didn't buy the relationship between Hook there were, and There were Tiger some Lily. moments that worked. You know, there were some there were some moments where you're like, oh, okay, you know. I thought the kid did the best job of trying to be, to interact with, you know, James right. Hook, you know, with putting his hand out to shake it and also, you know, asking for help and things like that. I, they they didn't emote to each other very well enough for us to see emotion in what they were saying um, or in between in those downtime moments. As an aside, the moment that the other ridiculous moment that I was talking about that I, I didn't want to spoil was in the water with the alligators. So this is part of their journey to the fairy kingdom. And when they meet the mermaids and all that kind of stuff, the uh, hook like has his hand in the water when there's like there's alligators and he pulls it out yeah. and he rubs his hand like oh no I hope an alligator doesn't bite my hand off it was just like it was just too much foreshadowing that part really... I did like yeah the hook part yeah even even like the rubbing of the hand and everything like it just seemed like again it, it means he had knowledge that he didn't have there has to be some foreshadowing I think and that was one of the ones I didn't mind but I, there were a bunch that you said earlier yeah. I do agree with also that was a giant alligator good lord let's just be honest crocodile, crocodile. that oh, was man. amazing Get it right. I was like <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't when know it comes up out of the water I was I I didn't get my eyes closed fast enough it was very very disturbing I didn't know if that was salt water or fresh so I didn't know for sure but uh, it's this is fantasy. <laughs> it's memories Aaron the water has been infused with memories yes it from, has from the past yes it has uh this is I actually really thought the scene was beautiful I, again a lot of really beautiful things in this movie even the costuming and I really enjoyed it they're floating down this uh like river with like a real thin kind of I don't even know what you would call it, like a ravine type I don't know yeah, uh, just a, it, a river yeah it's and it's got this depth to it and it's got these tall uh, rocks on either side and it's cliff faces on either side and and they're in this sort of like mix between a nest of twine and colorful fabric like shouldn't float but it does and. Then there's this whole crocodile scene, and that was just, it was really terrifying and mm-hmm. really cool at the same time. That was the most tense I felt the entire movie. And Peter falls off of the boat, and it's kind of, he's being drugged under the water, you know, by his shirt. And that's when the mermaids appear. And I just want to say, I loved, and I know I said this in the show proper, I love the way that they portrayed the mermaids. They're all the same actress, right? Yeah. They all had the same, they were all basically She's twins a- of each other or mm-hmm. whatever. Which you don't really know for sure. You're like, are they just really similar? I think they talk the like dolphins. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they don't use. I loved that. that they, they were electric voices. eels. They weren't. Fish. Yeah, they they had they bioluminescence. Had, yep, and they were able to use them for nightlights, nightlights, and, and weaponry, <laughs> and weaponry. Right. Right. I thought they were really cleverly done, and yeah, they didn't have cool. like a major role where they come up by the water. Like Peter, you've got to fulfill your destiny and go <laughs> yeah. to the fairy kingdom. You know, it's no, just, they were just more like. I can't, I can't. 
They did not do that. <laughs> they just made clicking noises. They didn't do that. <laughs> it was just <laughs> It was clicking noises only. <laughs> no. So they take them to this cove where Tiger Lily, James, and uh, Peter are dropped off. And while they were being invaded, well, when they're back at the village and they were being under attack by the pirates, Blackbeard tells um, Peter that he had killed his mom. And so Peter's now upset because he's like, you guys lied to me. You said my mom was alive. And, yeah. you know, now you're now she's dead. So what is it? What's the truth? And Tiger Lily says something like, yeah, we told you that your mom was alive so that you would fulfill the prophecy. I hated that, <laughs> that was so awful. Yeah. much. It yeah. was so terrible. It's like she believes so much in the prophecy that she would die for it, but she would lie to a kid because she thinks that that's the only way to fulfill a prophecy. It just right. didn't make sense. I think I it was hated that part so it, much. It was meant to make us feel emotion and maybe see emotion in this kid. And it, it was frustrating, but. Um, so when they're in this cove, he was like, he talks to this, to talks to Tiger Lily and Tiger Lily says, well, the water has been infused with memories. And so just take a deep breath and go underwater and you can, you'll, you'll see stuff. And so he does. And even though that stuff bog, bugs me, it's like, oh, that's convenient. It was such a cool visual because the first time that we have a, recap of history it's with like a tree yeah the tree and rings the that tree was cool. rings kind of comes up in this 3d mm -hmm. way and all these waves and you're seeing this whole battle and it was just really coolly done really really nice this one's all in bubbles and like dark like earth yeah and it was really cool looking and this is when we see more about his mom who was apparently like this really awesome warrior chick yeah so we learned that she actually battled Blackbeard and she did die, but she was amazing. And so this kind of infuses Peter with this determination to, you know, do his mom and dad proud. I have to say, uh, in I, we're getting there quickly. So we get to the fairy kingdom, right? And yeah. we, we have this battle where Blackbeard has followed them there and he's going to try to take out all the fairies, which that was disturbing. The, like oh, the burning of the fairies. So like terrible. that was Why yeah. did they, where did pirates get flamethrowers? I, I don't know. They did. Same though. place. They got Nirvana. Yeah, uh, they true. did though. They have just straight up blow torches, just torching. And all these fairies are just like, you see their like, you see the um, smoke mm -hmm. of them. Like, yeah. It was a little disturbing. It really was. It in, was awful. In a movie that otherwise shied away from, you know, kind of that thing. It was it was notable to it me. It was awful. So we get to this final battle, which overall as a battle. Poor um, fairies. Uh, poor fairies. I don't, I, I was a little, I didn't think the action was shot very well in that final scene. No. I, it was confusing. It wasn't, you weren't, weren't always sure where your characters were. Or what they were what doing. What they were doing, who they were fighting, you know. Uh, so you couldn't really follow along. We're well, standing over here. We're hanging off of this. Yeah, We're yeah. jumping over here. Yeah. yeah. And eventually Peter has to fly to save the day. And it's supposed to be this glorious moment where he finally figures out how to fly. And I just, it just didn't ring yeah. true with me. Like, I just didn't get that feeling of like when Dash runs on water or when, yeah. you know, the, it's just, I just didn't have we that. We didn't see Peter have a revelation about what made That's him, it. you know? That's it. Yes. Dash on water and as, to compare it to the Incredibles he had a confidence in himself. Something changed and shifted in himself. Right. But what happened with Peter was that he was going to save somebody. And that, I think, is what we're supposed to believe, is he does, he made a choice to jump off of a ship, dive down, and save someone. Yeah. And I, I, I believe that a little bit, but I'm 
it missed the mark for me overall. That yeah. was the last airbender scene I was talking about earlier. Oh. Remember when he's surrounded by fairies and he's like using him as a projectile and stuff mm, like that? Yeah, yeah. I wondered. Like, yes, yeah, that looks kind of like what happened in that Shyamalan airbender <laughs> awful movie. Yeah, let's talk about that. So he, um, first of all, how old do you think Peter is in this? Nine. Yeah. That's so as right. a nine-year-old, he's able to lift a full-grown man. I don't know. Yeah. He has superpowers. In flying? That bothered me. Yeah. I was like, what? shouldn't you just like sprinkle some fairy dust to make this more? Bo-? Like I was just, that <laughs> was bugged me. But, but anyway, so he, you know, he saves James Hook and, and then he like really starts to get in confidence um, and he starts to be, you know, talk to the fairies around him and they all kind of start to gather around him like a, and this is what I call the Peter Hive mind because yeah. somehow he begins to like enforce this plan to yeah wave his arms around and then like shoot his hand out in front of him like like flame on kind of a thing yeah. right? mm-hmm. and then f- the fairies follow his intention and they just begin to simultaneously attack the pirates like that some are sort in... of flesh-eating disease or something yeah. it was really strange it was strange it was it was a strange way to end it um if it was supposed to be very climactic and it really wasn't like yeah. the biggest climactic moment for me was again, the crocodile thing that was just like, Whoa, that was And the other piece that doesn't work in that for me. And, and maybe this is a reason that the, the movie overall has, is I have such an issue with is because the end doesn't work for me on any level. The other part is all of a sudden then the fairies form the like the memory of the memory of his message from his mom. But she's she's interacting with him and like he's supposed to feel this is some sort of moment with his mom. But he knows it's the fairies. Like I I was so confused by that. Like, is there something spiritual going on here? Like, I don't understand what you're trying to do. I wish they would have explained that a little bit more, too. I felt that as well, because that's the that's the thing. Like after this big battle is over and, you know, Blackbeard's ship crashes with him on it and we and then. They're all kind of standing there, and and then the fairies form into so that she can tell him he did a good job, and that she's proud mom, of him, and he can say, "I have your eyes." <laughs> oh, that was okay. That was the worst line of the entire movie. That was uncomfortable. I have your eyes. Those aren't her eyes. Those are fairies. But, first of all, shouldn't you be like, "Mom," like, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't that? Yes. Mom? Shouldn't you be confused? Shouldn't you be like, "Wait, are you wait, here? Are, are you? Is that you? Are you? Yeah. Is, are these fairies? Like, yeah. what's going on right now?" I, don't know, I was laughing out loud whenever he said, "I have your eyes." I like, have your eyes. I'm like, "Oh no, don't say that." So the end of the movie pretty much is, you know, Peter Pan really understanding kind of who he is as far as, you know, being a confident flyer. The fairies are now um, saved. Those that survived are instead of hiding out in this, you know, cavern can now go free into the world and there's celebrations galore. And then Peter Pan returns to London with, uh, the pirate ship again, but this time with his friends and they all rescue the orphans that are being held captive by the insane. That's another thing. The relationship I loved the most was between him and his best friend in London. And And they, they were not in the movie again till the end. I'm like, man, you developed that relationship really well and then abandoned it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There are two things I have to say before we wrap this up. Sure, First do of it. All, I didn't know what kind of movie this was going to be until I saw a pirate ship versus the Nazi Luftwaffe. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, this oh, it's is, that it's kind of be movie. that kind of a movie. And you're like, pirates f- fighting Nazi fighter jets, or the, no, uh, I'm not going to be able I, to. Was it this. a Nazi fighter jet? 
Yeah. Yeah, well, there was, well, there, they were British. was the British fighter jet because no, yeah. they were, were the Nazis invading. Well, the Nazis you, were invading, but I think the British I think thought the, the, British the pirate thought ships the pirate were the Nazis. Ship was the Nazi. They were Nazi planes. They had oh, the, weird. the swastika. Because I thought they were I in the too. British headquarters. I thought they were commanding them to go after them. I did, too, because they had the British yeah. headquarters thing going on. So, but anyways, that's interesting. Yeah, I saw, I'm like, oh, no, not that kind of movie. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, this is a movie you immediately suspend. You're in real life, but then you're also just not at all in real yeah and the last thing i have to say that really struck me like oh i don't like this at all the entire premise of this is a prequel to see whenever peter pan and hook are friends and then they become enemies yeah you don't see that happen no no that's not coming till the sequels yeah and i hope honestly i hope there are no sequels i if if your kids love the movie then great but i don't see how this has the legs to get sequels yeah because they lied to me <laughs> <laughs> don't lie to yeah, me the, the entire time with like trailers and stuff like see how uh the hook pan relationship unfolds and how at the end they're enemies but at the end of the movie it's like hey james we're gonna be friends forever right yep credits you're like what see, what uh, 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 what could go wrong yeah what could go wrong uh, i'm going we'll back to my notes sequel uh you know what you can do this kind of movie right baz lerman makes these kind of movies and he does them right where it's over the top and stylistic but you still buy the story and you still buy the characters and you still like moulin rouge is a great example of a movie like this that works there's anachronistic music in it yeah. there's you know crazy over the top performances but you buy in you know, and you feel for these characters. So you can do this kind yeah. of thing. It just takes a real great cast and a great touch. Do you think if this was a cartoon, it would have had stronger legs to stand on? Oof. No. Really? No, I don't. I think... I no, think, I, li- I like I think that it, they were real... Yeah, I think the live action works for it, actually. Yeah, I do too. I think that there would have been things that would have been... Hugh Jackman obviously wouldn't have been as amazing as it was. Right. But Hugh Jackman Peter awesome. Pan's flying, like you said, just like a tightrope swinging him back and forth looks so fake. I'm like, this oh. is better than the live uh, Peter Pan. <laughs> I was, was going to say, um, at least we didn't have Christopher Walken. With Christopher Walken. Did you see that? <laughs> Hi. Uh, did, Captain Hook. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh, my goodness. That was one of the most uncomfortable things oh, I've man. ever watched. Save me from the crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So anything guess, else spoiler wise? No, I think that's it. I always like going over the spoilers and we hope that you guys do too. Spoilers episode is only available in the Stuff Pop feed. Or possibly on YouTube. Or possibly on YouTube. That is true. You might check it out there. So thanks for sticking with us, guys. Next week we are gonna be reviewing uh the Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Okay, here you all go. Here, here's all you need to know. Tom Hanks stars, Steven Spielberg cool. directs, and the Cohen brothers wrote it. Yeah. I mean I like I'm worried expectations off the charts. <laughs> I'm worried. What if I don't like it? And you guys do. <laughs> then you can't. Then that's that's your honest. We will find out. That is your truth. <laughs> if you have anything to add, any comments, suggestions or whatever, you can always reach out to Aaron and I at Aaron and dot com or you can Aaron and Danae at Gmail dot com. If you want to send us an email. Yeah. We crave your feedback. Thanks again to our Patreon supporters for making this possible. We are fully fan funded. So we do this because fans are making it possible for us to continue to do the show. So start at one dollar every month. And that means a lot to us. Helps us keep doing this thing. So go to patreon.com slash Aaron and Danae. And we will see you next week. We will thank you for that. And we'll see you next week.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 